I'll tell you, we got a lot of ways you can access the program on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Watch the show live. Also, on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show. We are ready and set on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by the rehab doctors, the non-operative experts in the Black Hills. When it comes to back pain, neck pain, leg pain, muscle pain, the rehab doctors is the team, the official sports medicine physicians of the Rapid City Rush and the team here to take care of you and get you back up to speed. No referral necessary. You have a choice for your medical care. Choose the rehab doctors for pain relief without surgery. Take your first step to feeling better at therehabdoctors.com. Let's get you in today. Brian No is on the way. Fox Sports Radio national host. Countdown to kickoff. We'll look at the wild card weekend. A couple of storylines able to throw his way. Brian No, the No Show on tap today. Zach Stevens live from Denver. Broncos beat writer for thednvr.com. Broncos interviewing Jim Harbaugh and and there's other folks in the mix. This is going to be a little while here because they've still requested interviews with coaches that are in the playoffs this weekend. Zach Stevens, the DNVR.com straight ahead. Pat Donovan's on tonight talking Bucks, Cowboys, WDAE, the home of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I love Pat on this uh, program. We'll get a breakdown of the Bucks, Cowboys, Monday night football. That one intrigues me. I don't know which way that's going to go. Brady and the Bucks haven't been good. They really haven't. we got a uh, local Buccaneers fan who just loves the Bucs. I don't know which way that one's going to go Monday night. We'll get a take on uh, Buccaneers uh, land with Pat Donovan live from Tampa. Jason Andera is going to join us from Sioux Falls, Midcoast Sports, high school sports analyst. Some things happened today in high school football in this state. I know it's January, but they had the football advisory meeting. Uh, Matt Kearney, the producer of the Nate Brown Show, always on top of that. He's on top of it. And we talked some things over today, some headlines out of there, which are very interesting to me. I'm going to throw them your way on the high school football side, and we'll get Jason Andare on tonight uh, to shoot them around. And Dave Hollenbeck of the undefeated St. Thomas Moore Boys, Cavalier Boys Basketball, off and running. Coach Hollenbeck on tonight with an update on how good is Class A. Some teams out there looking good. Dakota Valley gets a tight win over West Central. I just saw Dell Rapids almost knocked off Sioux Falls Christian. These are some of the top teams in Class A. Where does St. Thomas Moore fit in? Dave Hollenbeck on tonight. So the Wednesday show is ready to go. Let's get you on tonight. 720-1067. 720-1067 is the studio line. You can join us right there. Also, on the Barons-Wilson text line, 720-1067, right? Text the show directly. We'll get your take on Fox Sports Rapid City. Text us at 720-1067, the Barons-Wilson text line. couple of things to start with today. One is something that's really under the radar nationally, but we've seen this happen before. And so I said, is there a, um, is there a firestorm already starting on this in the early season? It's not getting huge national attention because – it's just the beginning of the season. We're into the NFL playoffs. You're not going to hear the storyline that much. But again, it's a major brand, a major name, and it's going to start happening a little bit more. I think it's going to start getting out there if the losses keep piling up. So I wanted to go to this story and then reference how we've seen this happen before and also ask you, how you would deal with this in the world of college athletics. So here's the storyline today. John Calipari, massive brand at the University of Kentucky, right? You would agree with that. Kentucky basketball has been really, really good. He started the what? 
with a one-and-done scenario where you had to get players for one year, you get the stars, you bring in all these five-star guys, you put them on one team, and hopefully things work out. He started that at Kentucky. Then everybody followed. Even my guy, Coach K, was like, wait a second. There's no more Christian Leitners and Grant Hill's going to stay here three, four years and win national titles as seniors. So we got to start getting into the one-and-done deal, like with the Zion Williamsons and R.J. Barretts and these guys. So Coach K started following in, and so did everyone else. But let me just tell you, John Calipari at Kentucky, he started that whole thing and won that way. And I do have to say, whether you like Coach Cal or not, he's, um, you know, one of those polarizing figures. He's had a history. Some people don't like what he's done, how he's done things. John Calipari I don't think has a numerous amounts of fans that say, I, I just love coach John Calipari. However, at Kentucky, he's been the man. He's been the guy. He revived Kentucky basketball, a proud tradition. You go all the way back with uh, Coach Rupp, right? Then they had Patino, some proud years. Then they took a downturn. Coach Cal came in and got Kentucky basketball back to the real deal. Now, hang on with me the, here. What, why are we talking about John Calipari today? Last year, do you remember this in March Madness? Kentucky, a two-seed, got beat by who? St. Peter's. Do you remember this? St. Peter's, you know, the Peacocks, 15-seed. They beat Kentucky. It was, it was one of the major upsets we've ever seen. And now, go fast forward to now, January 11th, in Kentucky basketball land. The, the Kentucky Wildcats lost to Alabama... Uh, just a week ago, less than a week ago, their biggest loss ever in history to Alabama. Kentucky lost to Alabama, biggest loss in history. Fast forward to last night, they just lost to South Carolina. Okay, they lost to South Carolina, and this is a South Carolina basketball program that's under a brand new head coach. They're in rebuild mode. They're in rebuild mode. South Carolina lost to Tennessee by 43 points. South Carolina just beat Kentucky last night in SEC basketball at Rupp Arena. 28-game winning streak for Kentucky at Rupp Arena. They had a 28-game winning streak. So hang on a second here. What's happened with John Calipari? Loses to St. Peter's in the tournament last year. Comes into this year, and he's under heat, and I mean big time. You'd never thought you'd see anything like this. John Calipari under under fire uh, on, a, on a hot seat. The seat's pretty hot in the early season. Losing to Alabama in a big way. Alabama's good, but they lost in a big way. South Carolina's not good. They lost last night. 28-game winning streak at home, that, the whole thing. So Kentucky's 10-6, and six, but 1-3 in the SEC. Now fans at Kentucky are doing what? There is actually a GoFundMe account today created to try and pay John Calipari's buyout so they can get rid of him and they can get a new coach. What's the buyout? $40 million. <laughs> so stay with me on this. Here's where all of these things come together. I never like 10-year contracts. I don't care whether you're John Calipari or who you are, but Calipari has a 10-year deal with Kentucky. 
they gave him a 10-year deal. Why? They think it's just, uh, it's never going to go wrong. John Calipari is Kentucky. He runs Kentucky. I know they had a little football-basketball uh, disagreement there, but it's, it's Kentucky basketball. Hey, here's a 10-year deal. We'll never go wrong with John Calipari. And then he loses to Alabama in the worst loss ever to Alabama, loses to South Carolina. Fans the next day have a GoFundMe account, and part of the deal they want to pay this deal they say, well, let's get this money rolling in. We, you know, they're never going to get there. Forty million bucks is what he's owed. He makes eight and a half million a year. Eight and a half million a year. The fans want him out of there. They said, we want you to go to Texas because Texas has a mess on their hands. They had to fire Chris Beard, domestic violence allegation, an arrest, and Chris Beard is gone from Texas, so they think maybe we can send John Calipari out the door, send him to Texas, big program, just just get him out of here. My point is this. What do you do with a legendary coach, a legendary program, a 10-year deal, a $40 million buyout? What do you do with a coach like that? Because the fans of Kentucky, you may start seeing this, yeah, I mean, it's NFL uh, all the time, every day, on, on every show and everything. I, I get it. We'll, we'll get to that. Don't worry. But this storyline in sports is interesting to watch. What do you do with a coach like this? We've seen it before. Guys that own the university in the state, they may not be winning as much as they used to. They may not get this program back to prominence and it looks like, I don't know, it's it's early here, but they're 1-3 in the SEC. That's unheard of for Kentucky basketball. SEC's gotten better, I understand. Kentucky basketball is a premier program. They want All-Americans. They want five-star. I mean, they want the guys. They don't want to be losing to South Carolina at home. South Carolina basketball? With a brand-new head coach down there rebuilding a program? What do you do with these guys? Jim Beheim's another example. Syracuse has been outstanding. Syracuse has been really, really good. They're fine. They're not what they used to be, but Jim Beheim is a legend. You aren't you, you just walk into the office and, and say, hey, as an AD, wow, I'm powerful as an AD, right? Not at Syracuse. And frankly, not at Kentucky. I ask you this question because the fans seem like they want John Calipari gone. Say, oh, fire him. Just pay him the $40 million. Good luck. I don't, know, I don't know how you do that. Number one, money will come in if you want to get that done. It's, it's the guy who's been the legend at your school, winning a national championship, that whole thing, and getting to the Final Four over and over. Where do you go with these guys? I've never said 10-year contracts are the way to go, but I don't know exactly how you deal with the legendary coach. This is the Bobby Bowden situation all over again. Go back long ago with me to Florida State. Bobby Bowden was Florida State, national prominence. They were getting upset because Bobby wasn't, wasn't winning as much. Maybe didn't have the program going in the right direction as much. But could you fire Bobby Bowden? They did, essentially. And it turned out poorly. 
It, it really did. It turned out poorly with Florida State football ever since then. Bobby Bowden was Florida State football. They didn't give him a year to have a farewell tour and say, hey, Bobby, let's, let's have some discussions here. Maybe we could start a transition because it's really difficult to do. The Eagles are large, that whole thing. They just axed Bobby Bowden. That didn't work out for Florida State from a donor standpoint or a program standpoint of, hey, we're just going to all of a sudden start winning again. Jim Beheim at Syracuse, John Calipari at Kentucky, these legendary basketball coaches, I would say, how do you handle that situation? If you're in the Kentucky seat today, you're one and three in the SEC. Fans are up in arms. There was a fan who had a sign last night at the game, at the Kentucky game. He had a, a sign. He said, please go to Texas. <laughs> By the way, they kicked him out last night. They kicked that fan out last night. He had a sign. Is that, uh, is that a violation? Is that a violation? He told Calipari, please go to Texas. And they removed him from Rupp Arena last night. Um, by the way, do you remove a coach, a legendary college coach that's struggling to win like they used to? My question of the day as we start today, what's the right way to handle the legendary coach? That's what I ask you, 720-1067. You tell me how to do it. I would say, you know, everybody has an answer. I don't, I don't know if I have the answer to this one. John Calipari's owed $40 million one. And then the brand itself of Kentucky basketball has been has really been built lately, the past decade, by John Calipari, past decade or more. What do you do when those coaches start taking a turn downwards? Jim Beheim's similar in Syracuse. Just just getting older. Jim Beheim is Syracuse basketball, the two-three zone, the whole thing. They're powerful recruiters. They have the name. They're not winning like they used to in these programs. What do you do? 720-1067 on the Barons-Wilson text line. Let's take some votes. Do you fire? You just fire these guys because it's, it's cutthroat. College sports, big boy basketball. Sorry, if you're not getting it done, here's the money. Buyout, $40 million. See ya. Is that what you say? You just fire them and, and you gotta you got to win? Or do you just kind of let these guys continue to run the program, continue to coach? I'm talking the legends, not the guys that you just gave a five-year deal to to see how this goes. Not the Auburn football coach, Brian Harson, who, who just got axed after a couple of years. I'm talking the legends who've been there, done that, won at the highest levels. They are your program. And now all of a sudden, things aren't going well at all. What do you do? Um, let's see, 720 63% of the audience. I'm, I'm a little surprised by it. I kind of get it. 63% of the audience checking in today saying, you just let them coach. What's the right way to handle a legend coach that's struggling to win like he used to? 63% of you say, you, you just let them coach. 37%, you got to fire them to win. You got to win. You got to fire them. Um, 720-1067. If you're the AD of Kentucky, you have to give Coach Cal at least another two years. He might get it turned back around. That's interesting. I mean, they were pretty good last year. It's interesting to say that another two years. He's been there a long time. He's, just, he's in a 10-year deal right now. 
Last year, they were pretty good. They got beat by St. Peter's. That's that's uh, unacceptable if you're Kentucky, but maybe it's just a, yeah, it's a March Madness thing. Whoops. But if we go from beat, get beat by St. Peter's 15 seed to the next season, one and three in the SEC to start, the uh, fans are restless, should I say. The fans are restless. Listener text, Texas basketball fans all over social media right now begging Coach Cal to jump ship and come be their coach at uh, Texas. It's an interesting scenario to me. The Jim Bayheims, the Coach Calipari's today, how do you handle the legend coaches? And uh, votes coming in. We'll continue to take those. By the way, um, let's see here. I've got a college sports news that's uh, really, really good. College sports news that's really, really good. This is a uh, scenario that I think should be talked about even more that's just came out. So let's go to this college sport uh, headline. Since we're starting with John Calipari, I want to go to this headline. The NCAA just announced with the Division I Council today, they're going to try and cut down on allowing multiple transfers by a single athlete. So, so hang on. You're following this. You've, you've heard this show. I've talked about the transfer portal. Kids can get in, get in, and they can go to – I mean, there's guys that are on their fourth different school, right? This quarterback that's hopped all around, um, JT Daniels, he's hopped all around Georgia and USC. And, I mean, <laughs> he's going – I think he's on his fourth different. He's on his fourth different this season. So, a, an example like that, today the NCAA announcing – the Division I Council voted unanimously today to update new guidelines for a waiver process. Each waiver request will be evaluated for kids transferring for a second time. It'll be evaluated on a case-by-case -case basis, but moving forward, student-athletes must meet the following criteria. If they want to transfer for a second time, you get uh, get out of jail card once, free, free, no questions asked. That's what the NCAA is trying to say today. One transfer's fine. You're in the portal. No questions asked. You're good. You can play right away. You want to do it a second time, you've got to demonstrate what? Physical injury or illness, mental health condition that, necess uh, that was necessary to have the student transfer. So, so there's that. The health side, you have to show them a health piece or something that also um, will allow the student-athletes immediate departure from the previous school, uh, i.e. physical assault or abuse unrelated to the student-athletes' uh, participation. There are other guidelines that they may look at, they say, but that just came in. Transfer guidelines unanimously voted on just this afternoon by the D1 Council, trying to get a grasp on kids going every which way but loose. Transferring here, uh, didn't work out. Transferring there. These are undergraduates, and here comes the waiver process. Something I didn't like, by the way, in the NCAA was the waiver process. It was all case-by-case -case basis, but it was goofy. One kid would get a transfer waiver. Another kid wouldn't get a transfer waiver. And it would be like, uh, hey, I want to take care of my, my sick mother who I want to get closer to. No, 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 that one's not going to work. But we're going to let this one work. Seriously, there was perfect examples like that. This seems like it's going to kind of go back to that, what, bureaucratic review process 
It's just the NCAA just can't get this toothpaste back in the tube, I don't think. They said, transfer portal open. You can transfer, no questions asked. You don't have to sit out a year. And it's been a wild, wild west. Now the NCAA voting today. Now you're going to have to meet a couple of specific criteria if you want to transfer for a second time. That comes from the Division I Council. Good luck on trying to get that under control. They're going to try. I don't know how you get that under control again because you tweaked it. Maybe, maybe you can get it under control just through the NCAA guidelines and through that piece of compliance and, and violations there. I don't know if you're going to be able to be as strict as they say they are. That's what I'm concerned about. Um, let's see here. Listener text coming in um, on John Calipari. I just can't uh, let him go. He's been too good. Just can't let him go after a four-game stretch in the SEC. Well, I understand that. It's interesting to me. You guys voting on that. Legendary coaches, the, the John Calipari's, the Jim Bayheims, winning, 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 national championships, final fours. Then things hit the skids. And then fans um, very quickly in Kentucky here, I should say very quickly, this is still early in the season. A lot of people don't even know college basketball is going on. <laughs> but down in Kentucky they do, and they want John Calipari out of there. Starting a GoFundMe account to pay a $40 million buyout. Good luck with it. But 63% of you say you would just let him coach the legends. Even if they struggle, even if they're bad, you let them coach. That's, uh, that's a tough one for me. Really tough. How about that transfer news? How about that transfer news? I hope it works out, frankly. I uh, pick on the NCAA quite a bit because a lot of goofy stuff happens. But I think that's a better plan. I think it's a better plan. Hey, I transfer once. I've always been for that. Kids make a mistake. They aren't expecting what they get in this program or this university or this town. Hey, I want to transfer and go somewhere else. I'm good with that. Multiple, multiple times, I think that's a little much. And the NCAA trying to, to stop that today. I don't know if they can, but I think it's okay to try and get a handle on it. Brian Noah is in next, talking NFL wildcard weekend. Did the Chargers make a big mistake? I'm a Broncos fan. What do you think of the Chargers and how they approach this playoff? There's an interesting uh, storyline. We'll talk to Brian Noah on that next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. At Ace Steel and Recycling in Rapid City, our goal is to make recycling your materials so quick, so easy, and so profitable that you'll become a lifetime recycler. At Ace Steel and Recycling, we buy, process, and ship scrap iron, automobiles, stainless steel, and aluminum, including cans and cast. We also buy insulated wiring, as well as copper, brass, lead, batteries, zinc, and tungsten carbide. Visit acesteelusa.com or give us a call at 342-8649. Ace Steel and Recycling, 2830 Eglin Street. Street Rapid City. 
Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Cloudy skies tonight with a low of 21. Winds out of the north, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 40 tomorrow, mainly clear skies. Mainly clear skies again tomorrow night, lows dip down to about 26. Dry with temperatures well above average Friday and Saturday and highs from the mid-50s to the upper 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 33. At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, we are committed to improving the lives of our members and bettering our communities. As your community credit union, we're here to get to know you and your unique needs. From extended service hours to the newest technology, we have you covered. Stop by any location to get started or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is member-owned, not-for-profit, and federally insured by the NCUA. With two locations in Rapid City, Pizza Ranch is ready to serve your family. Every Wednesday is Kids Day. This is the best deal out there with the best buffet in town. One child, 12 and under, eats free for every regular-priced adult at the Pizza Ranch Buffet Wednesdays. And don't forget their senior special every Tuesday for $8.99. The Pizza Ranch Buffet. It's all good at the Pizza Ranch with two locations in Rapid City. And remember, daily online specials for carryout or delivery at Pizza Ranch Collins Siding has been the region's premier window siding door and gutter installation specialist since 1974. They use only the highest quality materials and never compromise on their workmanship. Collins Siding is licensed, bonded, and their estimates always include labor, materials, and applicable permits and taxes. Collins Siding has been providing top quality service and exceeding high standards for over 45 years. And you can find out how by visiting them at 2016 Cherry Avenue. Collins Siding, 2016 Cherry Avenue, Rapid City. Honda True. Discover three tiers of vehicle coverage that work for you. Only at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. The inspection is just the beginning. Honda certified pre-owned means peace of mind with incredible benefits like seven-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange option. Check out all the benefits and search inventory at honda-true.com or come by Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda in Rapid City. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, the Nate Brown Show. Nate. Wednesday, the Nate Brown Show. Glad you're here. South Dakota Sports Talk Show. 1067 FM, 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City, the Black Hills Sports Station. A lot of ways you can listen. FoxSportsRapidCity.com on your phone. Also on YouTube, the Nate Brown Show. Follow us and subscribe to the channel. You've got the show. Welcome in studio. Also on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Live stream up right now. Thanks for checking in. Busy show tonight. Let's go. Brian No is in. Fox Sports Radio. Countdown to kickoff all season long on Fox Sports NFL Sundays. Find him on Twitter at The No Show. It's wild card weekend. I got to get Brian No. Brian, how are you? I'm great, Nate Brown. All excited for Super Wild Card Weekend, man. Three days. 
it's time to like mount up on football. I'm, I cried myself to sleep last night with no more college football, you know. So we got to take advantage of these playoff games here. I'm ready to roll with you. Um, I want to. I want to start with the Chargers. I want to get your perspective on this situation. They play their starters for a large part of my Broncos game. I watched that game. Broncos played well, by the way. But uh, nonetheless, <laughs> they played their starters. Mike Williams got hurt. I just saw an update today. It's not looking great for Mike Williams, star wide receiver. What's the right approach? Well, how about Staley in this approach where he went starters basically through three quarters, essentially, and then we had a, maybe a bad injury here. Yeah, I thought it was a stupid approach. And I, generally, I I err on the side of rest. I think rest makes more sense than uh, risking injury. I just don't think that the the risk is worth the reward right there. Um, but I also think it's case by case. It depends. You know, if there's a team that has really been struggling down the stretch and, hey, we're, we're going to prioritize, we got to find a rhythm or it's going to be an early exit, okay, that's fine. But I look at a team like the Chargers, and especially Mike Williams. Mike Williams is one of the guys that's been battling injury all year. Joey Bosa has been a guy that's missed most of the season due to a groin uh, surgery that he had. So for those guys specifically to be out there in a completely meaningless game in terms of where they're going to be seated at and all of that, it just didn't make any sense. And it's a double whammy because – they didn't even win. So they play their guys for pretty much three quarters. Every time Herbert was out there for another series in the third, we're like, he's still out there. What's he doing out there? And they had a couple of key injuries, and that is, man, I understand that the Chargers are not the only team that played their starters in a situation like that. Dallas did too. Um, but, man, they uh, if you have Mike Williams that's not going to be able to go, it just lands differently with Brandon Staley with this being his first trip to the playoffs. I hated the decision, and I hated that before I had access to the results, which are the injuries going forward. Okay, do you think if, if something goes wrong, they lose to the Jaguars, does that impact Brandon Staley's uh, situation there? A decision like that and then the end result in the playoffs? Yeah, very well could, and it depends if Sean Payton is a candidate. You know, if um, <laughs> you can see how it's starting to move in a slightly different direction, because it was just a couple of weeks ago, Brandon Staley, he did have a tremendous game plan defensively against the Dolphins, and he got a lot of roses for that, and rightfully so. Now, as the weeks have gone by, the Dolphins haven't looked exactly like a juggernaut, so you take that into into account there, and now you think about the decision to play the guys against Denver, and that decision doesn't look good right now then if you couple it with a road loss against the Jaguars team and and oh by the way Sean Payton he might be interested yeah it could go south real fast if this is an L for Brandon Staley Brian knows on tonight here on the Nate Brown show Fox Sports Radio's uh, countdown to kickoff host talking super wild card weekend I had to get the super in there um let me get you to the situation out in LA with the Rams so more and more smoke here on McVeigh maybe letting some of his staff look for jobs and um, starting to set the scene for a possible exit. Do you think that's going to happen, McVeigh, done? It very well could, and that's the thing is, you know, it's um, – I, I don't know what the best comparison would be, you know, if um, – 
I don't know, if uh, if a girl is thinking about cheating on her boyfriend, well, you would see some signs, you know? Maybe she uh, calls another guy. Maybe, maybe there's a text message. Maybe there's something like that. You know what I mean? So for Sean McVay to be like, yeah, go ahead, staff, you know, poke around, see what's out there, that's not a great sign in terms of Sean McVay coming back. Now, it's not a clincher. It doesn't mean he's going to be gone for sure and he's going to be broadcasting and maybe do the Sean Payton thing where you take a little bit of time away and you're back in the NFL but yeah it it looks to be a warning sign I'll say that much I don't think it's a clincher that he's gone for sure but it's a warning sign that he might be gone next year what do you think everybody's uh, perception of that is young guy won you know got to a Super Bowl once lost got again won it's rebuild time, and he's at, I think I'm out. What, what do people think? Um, yeah, I mean, hey, some might look down on that and say, well, you were there for the good times, not there for the bad or the rebuild. I think some of that is unfair because he was there when things weren't. It's not like he took over. It's not like Barry Switzer taking over for Jimmy Johnson or something, and he took over a Lamborghini that, you know, he had a lot to do with the rebuild over there. And now that it's a different situation, look, there are a lot of coaches that do something like that where they're like, yeah, not really in it for the rebuild. Some might look down on that. I get it. I get it. This would not be the first time a coach said, you know, I don't know, man. And you could pass it off as, yeah, I just need a little bit of time away, a little bit burned out, whatever you want to say. But, hey, man, we've seen how many college coaches, <laughs> sanctions come around, and they're like, yeah, you know, I'm thinking another address might suit me better. So it happens. And, man, what a trying year it's been for the Rams. And even if they're a lot healthier next year, I don't know this is a complete rebuild, because they do have a lot of talent, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And if he doesn't want to be around for that, I would understand it. Okay, I'm going to go to the uh, some of these other matchups. It looks like the Bills are in great shape. Dolphins look like they're going rookie quarterback. Tua doesn't clear concussion protocol. Bridgewater, no dice. It looks that way. So, Bills in good shape. Who do you like in the AFC, Brian? Just just going into this weekend, AFC playoff picture, who do you like right now? Yeah, well, my poor Dolphins, it's going to be one and done for them. It's not happening against Buffalo with Skylar Thompson. I mean, goodness. How many points are they going to score, Nate? You know? like If they get to double digits, I'm like, all right, okay. I'm starting to do cartwheels with double digits. But the rest of the AFC picture, I do love that Chargers-Jags matchup. The Chargers are the more talented team, not by leaps and bounds. They're more talented But based on those injuries from last week, it's a little dicey. I want to know who's behind center for Baltimore. It doesn't seem like it's going to be Lamar at this stage. Um, If it is Lamar, I think that's a tougher game than some are envisioning. I still think it could be a a little tougher than than meets the eye. But, um, I mean, you got to like the Bengals and the Bills heading in. I think it's a toss-up with the Jags and Chargers. But, man, Bills heavy and probably the Bengals with a good amount of comfort the way it's shaping up right now. Okay, I'll ask you about the situation with Lamar Jackson. Injured, he's been injured, may not go Sunday night. That's what people are thinking right now. What's Lamar's future going to look like? What type of contract is Lamar Jackson going to get? 
And this injury here obviously didn't help. That's what people say, running quarterback, injury prone. What type of a contract is Lamar going to get? Yeah, I think that he's going to get um, a better offer than the Ravens gave him because they only offered him $133 million guaranteed, which is wild, man. That's almost $100 million less in guaranteed money than what Deshaun Watson got. Now, what's interesting with Lamar is – you know, if there's a there's a trade, if he's moving on to another team, what type of contract he gets from another team. And you might see something a little bit similar with a bidding war. If there are multiple teams that are vying for Lamar Jackson, that might make the price tag go higher. It's the same thing that happened with Deshaun Watson. So if that's the scenario we're looking at, yeah, he's going to get more than $133 million guaranteed. This injury certainly didn't help things, Nate because it's the second straight year that he got banged up and missed the most important part of the season. We heard with the sprained PCL supposed to be one to three weeks, and we haven't seen him since. <laughs> it's been a long time since we've seen Lamar, so I don't know what the deal is with the injury and the contract offer and if one has something to do with the other. I really don't know about that. But going forward, you have to take that into account if you're a team thinking about trying to get Lamar or signing Lamar long-term, you can't just back up the Brinks truck and offer him Deshaun Watson-type guaranteed money. It just His style of play doesn't warrant a contract like that. I think that would be a bad business decision. One more for Brian No on the NFC side. Brian, Fox Sports Radio host, countdown to kick off the No show on Twitter. NFC side, I say the 49ers are probably going to win on Saturday against the Seahawks. I say probably. I, I think so. Those other two games, Vikings, Giants, and then Cowboys, Bucks. That one really yeah. intrigues me Monday night. How do you see those go down? Yeah, man. I see if the Cowboys lose, it's like, what's Sean Payton's phone number again? You know, like <laughs> Mike McCarthy. Can you imagine if Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys lose? I know it's Tom Brady, I know it's Tampa Bay, but they're eight and nine, Nate. Can you imagine if the Cowboys lose that game? Oh, my gosh. And it might happen. It very well might happen. I look at the Giants. They've got a real chance on the road. They almost won in the regular season on the road. Probably should have. But Daniel Jones running the ball against a decrepit Vikings defense, uh, that's going to be a good game. But, um, man, I would love – I would love – I'm going to sound like such a hater right now, Nate – all this Brock Purdy love. I call it Purdy Palooza right now. Oh. Uh, oh, you don't need it. You can just throw anybody in there. Mr. Irrelevant, your rookie third-string quarterback. It doesn't matter in Kyle Shanahan's system. BS. Like, it matters. And come playoff time, I think it's going to show up that it matters. Upset. I, I I would love to see it happen, Nate. I'm not calling my shot because the Seahawks offense has not been a well-oiled machine, and the 49ers defense is tremendous. I love the Niners roster. I just think it's been way too much love for Brock Purdy. Probably doesn't cost him here in this spot, but I think it costs him at some point in the NFC playoffs. I got you on that. I, I think that's an okay take. Everybody's hot on the 49ers. Oh, Purdy's unbelievable. This They almost lost to the Raiders a couple of weeks ago. Really? I mean, they almost lost to the Raiders. People kind of forget that one. Um, Raiders offense carved up the 49ers, by the way, surprisingly. All right, Brian Noah tonight, Super Wild Card Weekend getting set. Fox Sports Radio's countdown to kickoff. Brian, always good. Thanks for hopping on. 
Always, Nate. Good to hang with you, man. Enjoy Super Wild Card Weekend. Do some cartwheels and somersaults. I know I will. I like it. High energy. We'll be ready. Brian No on tonight. The No Show on Twitter. Follow him. Good football guy. I like that. Countdown to kickoff. He's on every Sunday here on Fox Sports Radio. All right. He thinks uh, Giants-Vikings will be a good game. Thinks that one will be a good game. We had a Vikings fan, McJudgerson, say the Vikings lose by 10. I don't think so. I don't think so. And then I do think everybody's pretty, oh, 49ers are going to walk through this. I told you, if the Vikings win Sunday, which I think they will, and I think the 49ers will get by the Seahawks, because I think that's a pretty easy game. Seahawks are iffy at best. Then it's the Vikings and the 49ers. That is not something that I'm going to say is a cakewalk for the 49ers. Everybody in the country says that's a cakewalk. I don't think that one is. I don't think it is. Reminds me of when the Vikings beat the Saints, the old Minneapolis miracle. Kind of reminds me of that. Nobody thought that was going to happen either. Okay, and uh, Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense, they don't really, really scare me. And that's helpful for a bad Vikings defense. That's the big problem for the Vikes is their defense. The 49ers offense is, I don't think they're going to light you up. So don't don't sleep on the Vikes in those matchups potentially. First things first, beat the Giants Sunday. That's um, easier said than done. I, I get it. Zach Stevens is in next on the Nate Brown Show. Broncos beat writer live from Denver, the DNVR.com. What's the real story Real story in Denver on Jim Harbaugh, who's interviewing for the job. Zach Stevens next. This is South Dakota's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. In 2023, First Gold Gaming Resort continues to be Deadwood's most rewarding gaming destination. Every Friday through Sunday, win your share of $8,600 in promo play through hot seat drawings. Don't miss the lucky $7,000 giveaway on Saturday nights, where we draw for $1,000 cash winners every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, January 28th, it's the GOAT of all giveaways, the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never Friends. For all your office, shop, and storage needs, contact Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. Quality, affordable, reliable. For the best rate, best facility, and best customer service, it's Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. There really is nothing better on the west side of Rapid City. Call 605-721-9777. Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. Honey, would you hand me that chair leg, please? The one from the mahogany dining room set or the oak chair from the living room set? Oh, uh, the oak ones. I think they smell better. Here. Oh, thank you. Mm, feel that heat. Honey. Yeah. Instead of burning the furniture in our house to stay warm, can't we just get replacement windows? Honey, we've been through this. Those window companies subcontract the workout, and once they get started, well, good luck seeing them again. Not if we use Renewal by Anderson. They only do windows, no subcontractors. Plus, they use certified master installers. All they're going to do is go to a home repair store and pick something off the rack. Heck, I can do that. Oh, hand me that coffee tabletop, please. No, 
they have in-home consultations, and they're 100% custom. Plus, they're energy efficient, low maintenance, and we won't have to burn any of our own furniture. Okay, I'll call in the morning. In the meantime, do you still have that makeup table you had as a kid? No, I mean, it's my all makeup solid for a perfect no, fit. No. Call 605-341-7831. Renewal by Anderson of South Dakota. Customer service and knowledge. You expect it, and we provide it. As a general insurance agency, Fisher Rounds & Associates has aligned itself with the nation's strongest carrier networks, giving you the highest quality coverage at the best possible price. When it comes to claims or other issues, we handle everything so you don't have to. That's what we mean when we say we're at your service and at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, proudly serving South Dakota with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. Good people of South Dakota, Abe Lincoln here again. On average, your South Dakota lottery gives over $490,000 per day back to the state for good things like schools, natural resources, and more. That's 49 million pennies daily. You could stack those pennies 47 miles high each and every day. But that'd be downright silly now, wouldn't it? So you should probably just keep giving it to schools and stuff. The South Dakota lottery. It's good fun, good people. Must be 18 to play. Please play responsibly. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the Odd Couple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Hey, welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City. Rolling tonight. We'll go to Florida next, down to Tampa. Pat Donovan's coming up, talking Bucks, Cowboys. That one, uh, I'm really interested in. People say, "Oh, the Cowboys are going to win that." Two and a half point favorites. Cowboys are going to win that. Why do I get the feeling that Tom Brady and the Buccaneers are going to win that Monday night? Why do I get that feeling? Because that's what they always do. I mean, the Cowboys are way better than the Bucks, right? Pat Donovan coming up on the flagship station for the Buccaneers, WDAE from Tampa, straight ahead. Zach Stevens on from Denver. Broncos, thednvr.com. Find him on Twitter. Follow him, Zach Stevens, DNVR. Zach, good to have you back on. How are you? Nate, I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on. And, hey, I'm right with you. Don't overthink that Monday night football game. Give me Tom Brady winning at home. (laughs) You're in on it. All right. All right. I I didn't think I would say that because we watched Tom struggle all season. Right, Zach? But then I feel like, is this the Cowboys letdown? Is this that classic Cowboys? They're in. They're better. And they go down Monday night. You say yes. I mean, that, it, it, it's the perfect storm. You have the Cowboys let down where it seems like they roll in the, in the regular season, then under Mike McCarthy, they, they fall in the playoffs, and then it's Tom Brady in the playoffs. I mean, I, I just, I, I love that Tampa Bay is an underdog in this one at home, too. Okay. My only factor there, one on that, is like Micah Parsons and that Cowboys defense, I think they might tear them up up front. I think they might tear up that O-line. So, Heads up on that. That old line's been bad. Uh, Tom might have a might have a tough day. He needs time. I don't know if he's going to have a lot. Okay, let's go to Denver. Jerry Rosberg, interim coach, last two weeks. I'm on the train of 
he really made a difference because he was a leader, made some tough decisions, had uh, the team behind him, even though he made them practice in pads the first time out. Some people maybe didn't like it. Then all of a sudden, they rallied. They played maybe their two best games at the end of the year. Was that just lucky? No, I don't think so. I, I think that all the things you pointed to about Jerry Rossberg, uh, a leader, he got everyone's respect. Uh, and then on top of that, it, you, you can't really say it's luck because it was against two playoff teams. It was against the Chiefs in Arrowhead, which is the toughest game on the Broncos schedule all season. And they held with them. In fact, they were leading in the second half, which is just incredible. This is a team that, that really has not done that many times against the Chiefs. And then at home against the Chargers, yes, the Chargers, Chargers were playing for nothing, but the Chargers were playing their starters to win the game all the way through the fourth or until the fourth quarter. So that just shows that this Broncos team really did kind of flip a switch. And one of the things, one of the key things that Jerry Rosberg did was he changed the offensive play caller to actually be their offensive coordinator. And he told Justin Outen, the offensive coordinator, let's do what Russell Wilson does best. Not necessarily what Russell Wilson wants to do, what Russell Wilson has wanted to do and what the team was built around for the start of the season was being in shotgun and just dropping back and passing, not focusing on running the ball, not focusing on play action, but that's not what the Broncos did these past two games. They put Russ under center a lot more, and they used him uh, with, with multiple tight ends on the field, and they, they allowed him to play off that play action game and boot game, and that's where Russell had looked the best throughout his career, and it was no different in these two games. That was the best Russell Wilson we've seen. Zach Stevens on tonight, the DNVR.com. So, Rosberg's not going to, you know, get that serious look to, to be a head coach. I don't know if he even would want to. He's been an NFL assistant off and on 40 years. So, he, he knows the deal. What do you think about a role for him moving forward? Or, or is that out? Oh, gosh. I, I would personally love it, and I think the Broncos would love that. If you could have him be your special teams coordinator, I honestly don't think that there's a better person out there that you could hire to be your special teams coordinator. However, I really get the feeling and the sense that Jerry Rosberg either wants to be a head coach and get his first opportunity to be a full-time head coach, or he would be kind of a, an assistant, not on the coaching staff, but just kind of a special assistant. I think those are really the only two roles he wants if he's going to be in the NFL, because he has some ventures that he's doing in the healthcare world, trying to help players in the NFL once they're done. He was working on that before he joined the Broncos, and he's really passionate about that. So I don't think he's going to be want, want to be a full-time coach unless it's that head job the head coaching spot okay here we go now into the, some of the head coaching interviews Jim Harbaugh's interviewing and um you know it's going to be a process here because they've requested interviews with Dan Quinn some of these guys D'Amico Ryans that are in the playoffs so we're not going to know something you know, that quick I don't think but it'll be a process here, and the Broncos are going to work through it. Harbaugh's a guy they're really looking at, according to all the reports. What do you say about Harbaugh? Some of the national media, right here on Fox Sports Radio, Colin Cowherd said, a perfect fit. I wouldn't say that, but where do you stand? 
Yeah, I think Jim Harbaugh is a great fit. And when you look at the seven candidates that the Broncos have either had interviews with or have scheduled interviews coming up with, I think Jim Harbaugh is the best fit of all of them. One thing that Jim Harbaugh has done wherever he's at is just straight up win. And that's what obviously the Broncos are looking for. Another thing is he's a a really tough guy. And sometimes that's good. It can whip teams into shape. And I think the Broncos, after a five-loss season and a very nice – lenient head coach Nathaniel Hackett. I need the, I think they need a tough guy to come in. Now, sometimes that can rub people the wrong way, and that, that's one of the reasons why Jim Harbaugh's stop in San Francisco, while it was extremely successful, was only four years long. Is he wanted more control. They didn't want to give it to him. Uh, but but uh, other good reasons about Jim Harbaugh is he's going to be able to, to step in and put Russell Wilson where he needs to be in this organization. And, and that's, that's a great player on this team, but not above the team, kind of like Nathaniel Hackett and George Payton allowed Russell Wilson to, to be this figure above the team. Jim Harbaugh would take that away. And then Jim Harbaugh, his offense are based off the running game. And that's what Russell Wilson needs. Uh, unfortunately for Russ, Pete Carroll was right about the type of offense that Russell Wilson needs to be in to succeed at. The Broncos tried making him a, a pure passing quarterback. That didn't work. So I think he would fit right in with Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh would bring the attitude and he, and he would bring the winning culture that this Broncos team so desperately needs. My only concern, he's won in San Francisco, he won at Stanford, he won, you know, at Michigan, you know, quite a bit. Lost a lot of bigger games. Lot, you know, NFC championship yeah. games. He got there, but lost them. He's one and two there. Six straight losses in bowl games. He he got there, and I just say, watching Michigan lose to TCU the other night, I go, hang on a second, that shouldn't happen. I mean, I just think about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and that's a very fair point. And my counter to that would be, man, if Jim can get the Broncos to that spot and then you move on from him, boy, has he done so much for this organization if he's able to do that. And that's not the most uncommon thing for coaches to do. And and it reminds me of John Fox being here in Denver. John Fox took the team from the number two overall pick to the playoffs, in fact, to the Super Bowl, but wasn't able to get it done. And so the Broncos had to move on from him in order to to finally win the whole thing with Peyton Manning. That's when they made the move for Gary Kubiak and Gary in his first year here brings the Broncos to the Super Bowl and wins it. So you're right about Jim not being able to get it done at the college level or at the NFL level because, like you said, one and two in conference championship games in the year he made the Super Bowl, they were not able to win. Uh, In fact, his brother was the one that beat him. So I think if Jim can get you to that level and you're not able to win the whole thing, boy, has he brought you from such a dark place to such a great place. Zach Stevens on the DNVR.com Broncos writer. Find him on Twitter at Zach Stevens DNVR. A quick one here. Jerry Judy, offensive player of the week in the AFC. His best career game there through the air. Is Jerry showing us, okay, that's what we wanted. That's what we expected when we took him so high. Can he be the number one guy? People said, well, he's not. Cortland is. Can Jerry be number one? Yeah, in fact, I don't even think it's a question anymore. I think Jerry Judy has proven not just these past few weeks, specifically this last week, but I think all season Jerry Judy has proven that he is the Broncos' best receiver. He is their number one receiver. Now, I'm not ready to go and say that he is an elite receiver in the entire NFL, but there's no question in my mind he is the Broncos' number one receiver. And you see it, 153 receiving yards this past week, 193 all or, or yards from scrimmage, which is the second most of 
any AFC wide receiver this entire season. But what I loved about Jerry Judy's season is his consistency, his his floor. He was pretty much after week three, he was getting 50 yards per game every single game. That's what you need to be to be a true number one is you need to have a very high floor. And that's what Jerry has done this season on top of showing that his ceiling can also be very high as well. Yeah, I was iffy on Jerry there for a while. Um, injuries, drops, he was struggling. I saw some good stuff here. Saw some good stuff here the last half of the year. Uh, Zach Stevens tonight talking Broncos. Will it be Jim Harbaugh? The list uh, will continue to get worked through, but Jim Harbaugh, one of those guys uh, interviewing and one of those guys being talked about could take over the Broncos. The DNVR.com has worked there. Great site. Zach, always good, man. Thanks for the time. Absolutely, Nate. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Zach Stevens on Twitter at Zach Stevens DNVR. Broncos beat writer, the DNVR.com in Denver. I, I Like I said, with Jim Harbaugh, I'm not going to hate it. Um, it's not like a boom, yes, number one, slam dunk, no problems. Uh, I think it's probably maybe one of your better options there. I mean, I don't think you have a long list of options if Sean Payton's not going to be taking that call. They requested permission to interview him and, and that whole thing, but we'll see. Sean Payton be my number one, and I guess if you twist my arm, Jim Harbaugh, I guess. Not totally sure there. Pat Donovan's in next from Florida. Tampa Bay Cowboys. Is Tampa Bay going to beat Dallas Monday night? WDAE, the flagship station for the Buccaneers, and Pat Donovan on the way. This is the Nate Brown Show. Have you hit a pothole or curb with your car? Does your vehicle need an adjustment or have an alignment, shock, or strut issue? Black Hills Tire is your one-stop shop for complete automotive service and repair in the Black Hills area. Trust your vehicle with no one else but Black Hills Tire. Contact Weston, Denise, and the guys at Black Hills Tire, where honesty, reliability, and safety is their top priority. Black Hills Tire voted the number one shop for automotive repair and brake repair and tire store in the Black Hills. Ask about their free pickup and delivery. Black Hills Tire. Check them out online at blackhillstire.com. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Cloudy skies tonight with a low of 21. Winds out of the north, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 40 tomorrow, mainly clear skies. Mainly clear skies again tomorrow night. Lows dip down to about 26. Dry with temperatures well above average Friday and Saturday and highs from the mid-50s to the upper 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 33. Whether you run the race, make the catch, cast a line, pitch a tent, or just look good doing it, Shields Rapid City has your gear. From athletic clothing from your favorite team, cold weather gear to keep you warm, to the best camping selection this side of the Black Hills, and the most stylish and functional women's outerwear and footwear, Shields has the widest selection of the best brands in the business. So when you're ready to get out, get in the game, or get going, get to Shields. Shields, we're right there with you at Rushmore Crossing in Rapid City. We're all going somewhere, going higher, faster, farther, going in new directions to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care with the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring, keep making memories, keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. 
Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Getting set for the drive at 5 already on a Wednesday. Fly-by first hour. That's how we like it, man. Good stuff. If you miss any guests on the show, go to the Nate Brown Show podcast. You can download it where you download your podcasts. The Nate Brown Show podcast ready for you. We upload it every night. You've got it. Good week this week. We got John Stigelmeyer on tomorrow. South Dakota State head coach winning his first national championship. FCS title for John Stigelmeyer. Jackrabbits head man. He'll join us tomorrow. Talking NFC or NFC wild card. Yes, Monday night. It's the last game of the weekend. I like this a little super wild card weekend. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Cowboys, Bucks. Pat Donovan's in from Tampa. WDAE. Home of the Bucks and Pat Donovan Radio on Twitter. Pat, good to have you back on. How are you? Always good to be with you. And I, I got to tell you, I thought the whole super wild card weekend thing was like a marketing ploy for last year. I didn't know that's what we're going with moving forward. I don't know how much I like it. <laughs> you got to remember super, okay? I had a guest tell me that today already. I said wild card weekend. He said super wild card yeah. weekend. Um, Monday night. Okay, I got to get your perspective. That's why I want you on. I just had this feeling today. I said, Cowboys are favored by two and a half, and it feels like the Bucs are, are going to win that game. It's just because of Brady, the Bucks, and the Cowboys' failures on some big stages. What do you feel down there? Yeah, you add all that together with the fact that all of a sudden, for whatever reason, and I wouldn't be surprised if we find out that he, he's not right and there's something physically wrong with him, but – Suddenly, Dak Prescott is turning the ball over at an alarming rate and, and leads you know, the NFL in interceptions this season. And really down the stretch, that Dallas team struggled while the Buccaneers have been just up and down all season long. But when they needed the division, all of a sudden you saw that offense kind of click against Carolina. Now, last week they kind of threw that game out and didn't really try to win. But early when Tom Brady was in, you see that offense again have a very good drive to start the game even without Donovan Smith and Tristan Wirfs in at tackle. So the Bucks offense is starting to do some things that we expected to see them do late in the year. And again, with the Dallas struggles, I don't think there's a lot of surprise that certainly here in Tampa Bay, there's a lot of confidence, but even around the country, a lot of people I'm talking to, they really believe the Buccaneers have a really good shot. And a lot of them, like you said, really believe the Buccaneers are going to win on Monday night. Okay. What type of season has it been, Pat, every day on the air? You said it's up and down. I mean, they're 8-9. and nine. It's been a struggle. They, they win the division still. And I, I just want to know what type of season it's been down there. Tom Brady yelling, frustration, injuries. What's it felt like? It's been weird, right, because very few people expected it to go this way. I remember this preseason uh, or this training camp, you know, my prediction was, the Buccaneers were going to go 14-3. and three. Tom Brady probably looked at this as his last season, and he's going to come out. And he's, I think my prediction was he was going to murder the rest of the NFL. I, I said he was going to throw like 50 touchdowns, throw a ton of yardage, ton of, I mean, just, you know, I thought this offense was going to be on fire. And it wasn't even, you know, everybody was in love with the Julio Jones signing. 
I really didn't even care about Julio Jones. To me, he was a luxury. I thought Russell Gage, who's been dinged up all year, and injuries has been such a big part of this team's story, right? I thought Russell Gage was going to come in here and add a lot of what we saw from Antonio Brown in this offense. Obviously, he's not that type of player. He's not a Hall of Fame-level player. But when healthy, the way he gets in and out of his routes, the way that he cuts, I just thought he'd be a perfect complement to this offense. And I really thought that they would just churn through the season, score 30 points a game like it was easy to do. And instead, they've been mediocre at best almost all season long offensively. And when Tom Brady's your quarterback, that is a shock. I know I'm going to say this. I told my last guest. I, I think the Bucks somehow are I, – I don't know that they're going to win this. I feel like that. My only caveat is Cowboys defense is the real deal. Their pressure's going to – they're going to get after them. That's been the Achilles heel. What do you say? Micah Parsons, that bunch, that might be a big problem. You better give some help. Wherever Micah is, you better give some help because that young man's special, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him kind of – ramp that up in the playoffs because we see that from guys who are special, right? We see Vaughn Miller is one of those guys come playoff times. Uh, you know, he's just, he's just destroying people now, obviously this year he's out. We won't see that from Vaughn, but uh, Micah Parsons is that kind of kid where he reminds me that, you know, he could show up and completely ruin the day for you. I have to imagine that, that Tom Brady, Todd Bowles, Byron Lefter, they know this have help wherever Micah Parsons is. DeMarcus Lawrence, though, uh, probably underrated player on that team because of how good Micah is. He's been a little dinged up as of late. If he's not right, it, it, it really changes that, that Dallas defense. If he's good, those are two guys you really need to worry about. But you're right. Dallas is good defensively, and the Bucks' offensive struggles, and especially across that offensive line, which is still dealing with injury question marks, uh, that is the matchup. Right? If the Bucks cannot stop the Dallas Cowboys defensive line from wreaking havoc on the Buccaneers offense, it won't be a very fun night in Tampa Bay on Monday night. Yeah, that's that's what I'm worried about. I know the hype, the Brady, the, oh, the Bucks. This is their game. They're they're at home. Ah, uh, the the Dallas defense is is good. Pat Donovan on WDAE, home of the Bucks. He's on Twitter at Pat Donovan Radio. Okay, this is a tough one here. I know Tom Brady, his career. Is this it? Maybe that's the last game Monday night, meaning in Tampa or meaning ever. What do you say, Pat? What's your feeling? I think more likely Tampa than ever. Okay. Um, certainly coming into the season, as I referenced a few minutes ago, I, I thought there was a very good chance that this would be Tom Brady's final season, but I also didn't think that he was going to get a divorce during the year. You know? I, I didn't think that was something that was going to happen. And to me, I think the fact that he's been probably getting ready over the last couple of years to maybe hang it up was in large part due to Giselle, right? Like we, we all saw when they won the Super Bowl two years ago, she came up to him moments after the game ended. I mean, moments after the game ended and said, what else do you have to prove? Clearly she's been on him to retire. Now she is no longer part of the picture. I wouldn't be shocked if Tom decides to play another year, another two years, maybe even another three years. It sounds insane, and who knows? Maybe some of the drop-off we saw this year was about more than the offensive line, right? So maybe he doesn't have that much longer left. But I I wouldn't be surprised if he keeps playing. I think it's more likely he plays elsewhere than retires. But I also think there's a really good chance he's back in Tampa Bay, even though a lot of the the noise outside says that they think he's going to move on. WDAE, Pat Donovan on tonight from Tampa. Good stuff. They cover the Bucks, uh, the station in Tampa. Pat Donovan Radio. Pat, thanks for coming on. I appreciate your time.
Always a pleasure, my friend. Thanks a lot. Pat Donovan on the Nate Brown Show. Always fun to get him. We have a Buccaneers fan out there. He stopped me before school the, uh, one morning and said, hey, got to keep getting Pat Donovan on. I'm a Bucks fan. I'm a Bucks fan. All right, there you go. WDA, the Tom Brady storylines. Very interesting. I don't, um, you know, think that, I don't think Tom's going to hang it up. I don't think he's going to hang it up. I said that last year. Then he hung it up. What, for <laughs> a little while? And they came back. I, that's just my feeling. I don't think he's going to hang it up. But people say, well, Tampa, Tampa, that's it. So Tampa Monday night could be it. Where does he go? 49ers? Las Vegas? I would love it. Come on in, Tom. Come on into the AFC West with Russell Wilson. Come on in. Let's have some fun with the Raiders and Russ and Tom. Let's go. New coach in Denver coming, by the way, if you haven't heard. He'll be there soon. Be there soon. Another drive at 5 on the Nate Brown Show. Let's have some fun. Uh, a San Francisco 49ers fan gets angry at me uh, moments ago. We will uh, visit that message. And I got to go to this high school football story. There was a board of directors meeting today. South Dakota High School Activities Association board of directors. They run the show. They made a couple of decisions, and I wonder if this would impact a football team like Rapid City Central in the future. Let's discuss next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. In 2023, First Gold Gaming Resort continues to be Deadwood's most rewarding gaming destination. Every Friday through Sunday, win your share of $8,600 in promo play through hot seat drawings. Don't miss the lucky $7,000 giveaway on Saturday nights, where we draw for $1,000 cash winners every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, January 28th, it's the GOAT of all giveaways, the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station. 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet is looking for a few great folks to join our team. We have immediate openings for automotive techs and body shop techs. We offer a family-owned environment, state-of-the-art equipment and facilities, tool assistance, tuition reimbursement, training, paid vacation, 401k, health, dental, and vision insurance, and of course, a very competitive salary. If you're looking for a fresh start, apply in person at Denny Mental Rapid Chevrolet or apply online at DennyMentalRapidChevrolet.com under the Dealer Info Employment tab. Hey, sports fans, it's Rob at the Firehouse Skybox. We are your headquarters for the NFL playoffs and the Super Bowl. Don't miss all the playoff action at the Skybox as we have the best food, great drink specials, and the best game-watching experience in Rapid City. Join us at the Skybox for $4 Bloody Marys and great pitcher specials. The Skybox is your home for the NFL playoffs and for the Super Bowl. We look forward to serving you for all the big games at the Skybox above the Firehouse in downtown Rapid City. 
from the kennel to the coop, whatever the season, Fleet Farm has everything to keep your animals happy and healthy. From training your pup to sit season, to mastering those retrieval skills season. From clipping your horse for competition season, to keeping the backyard birds well-fed season. And of course, loving your pets like family season. There's a reason people say, if Fleet Farm doesn't have it, you don't need it. Because we have it all. Fleet Farm, built for real life. Ever since Barron's Wilson Funeral Home first opened their doors in Rapid City 140 years ago, they have continued to make personal service their number one priority. In your time of grief, they offer a personal touch by being at your side through every step of the funeral process. They answer difficult questions and guide you toward other professional services you may need. See for yourself the wide variety of services they can provide for you by visiting their website at barronswilson.com. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting the herd weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Here we are on a Wednesday in the Drive at 5 on the Nate Brown Show. Thanks for being here, whatever you're up to tonight. Appreciate that. Fox Sports Rapid City, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. On the radio side, stream us at foxsportsrapidcity.com. St. Thomas Moore Boys Basketball, they're undefeated. Head coach Dave Hollenbeck on later this hour. We'll talk Cavalier Basketball. How good are the STM boys? Unbeaten right now. Jason Andaris on the way from Sioux Falls, Midco Sports. You can text the show, 720-1067 on the Barron's Wilson text line. Remember that, 720-1067, the Barron's Wilson text line. Studio line, always uh, entertaining. We entertain your calls, 720-1067 on the studio line. I uh, just got a tweet sent to me here. I said, hang on a second here. If the Vikings can win Sunday against the Giants, I really like their chances. Some people are doubting and they're worried about Minnesota and the letdown. That's a great matchup for us. It's a great matchup. Vikings at home, they're not going to lose to the Giants. Okay, so I'm going Vikings. And then I, I made the bold uh, proclamation here that that next game I think will be against San Francisco. And I'm not just being a Midwestern homer to say the Vikings will have a shot against the 49ers. Because the matchup plays out like this. 49ers offense isn't a juggernaut. I think Brock Purdy's going to have a bad game here or there. He's doing fine. He's doing well. 49ers were a team I picked to go to the Super Bowl. That was before the, you know, the injuries and stuff to the quarterback spot. But he's doing fine. I don't know if Brock Purdy's going to take him to the promised land. So I've had respect for the 49ers. Even though my Broncos beat him here earlier. But nonetheless... The, the 49ers offensively, I don't think are going to torch anybody. They're going to grind it out, grind it out. Um, the Vikings defense has been soft. Their passing defense has been terrible. And that's why I think the Vikings defense against the 49ers offense will not be a runaway. It won't be a runaway. So can the Vikings offense move it against the 49ers defense? Yeah, hold the phone on that one. That 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 could be dicey, but it's not gonna. That's not gonna be a runaway. 
People are saying if the Vikings win Sunday and the 49ers win, that matchup in San Francisco the next week is going to be a blowout. I, I don't think so. I don't think so. The 49ers offense is not going to torch the Vikings. And I got this sent to me from a 49ers fan. I don't know where this 49ers fan's at. He sent this to us on Twitter. He said, Nate Brown show disrespecting the 49ers offense. If they play the Vikings next week, they're going to run rough shot all over them. <laughs> Here we go. I love it. A little bit of passion. Bring some passion, all right? Vikings have to take care of business Sunday first. Let's just uh, hang on. I think they will. And uh, I'll take the Vikings over the Giants. Uh, the 49ers will beat the Seahawks. That's not going to be easy. I don't think that's going to be easy either. Pete Carroll and the Seahawks. The 49ers. That yeah, was a close game earlier in the year. So I think uh, it'll be 49ers-Vikings next week. Let's see if that one sets up and we should have some fun. By the way, let me go to this um, headline in South Dakota. This is something that's not going to be discussed uh, a ton. You're not going to see it in the newspaper and on the news TV stations and stuff. But you got to look at this board of directors meeting for the South Dakota High School Activities Association. They make all the big decisions in high school sports. And they discussed a couple of things that I wanted to reference here tonight for high school sports fans, and you have kids playing in the whole thing. One is this. They discussed what happened at the Football Advisory Committee when it comes to the mercy rule in AAA football, that's Stevens Central, case Sioux Falls, AAA football and AA football. Right now, there's been a mercy rule in the second half with a 35-point lead or more of running clock. Okay, AAA, AA football, 35-point lead in the second half. It's running clock, shorten the game, get it over with. We come back from Sioux Falls, and everybody gets home before 1.30. Okay, they decided we're going to send that to the athletic directors meeting here in March to change that. So now they said, we don't want a mercy rule in AAA and AA football. Let's just play the game out. We want to be able to have, you know, the, the, the full game, clock stoppage, the whole thing. No running clock in the second half. And so the board of directors discussed that out of the football advisory committee meeting. And so now it's going to go to a vote for every athletic director in the state. Will Mercy rule triple uh, A and double A, those two levels, triple A, double A, are you going to get rid of the Mercy rule? And what's your take on that? We never ask the audience that. I'll, I'll throw that out in my question of the day right now. High school football, triple A, double A, that involves Stevens, Central, you know, and then go down to the double A, Douglas, okay? What do you think should happen? Douglas Sturgis, these teams. Triple A, double A, running clock mercy rule in the second half for blowouts. Do you like the mercy rule? You're going to a game. It's 35-point leader more. Running clock, it makes a big difference, by the way. It shortens it up quite a bit. Really does. Incomplete, you know, it's running clock through incomplete passes. I mean, the whole thing. So it's running clock second half mercy rule because it's a blowout. Let's just get in, get out. Nobody's uh, having much fun in a 45-point game. And you got to go back some years now. Pierre beat Spearfish. They scored 100 points on them. Do you remember this? Some people remember it very clearly. Um, I've heard that. So 
Pierce scored 100 points on Spearfish uh, years ago. There was no, no mercy rule. So those are the types of games where they said, hey, we have a mercy rule in the lower levels. Let's have a mercy rule in AAA and AA. Now it's going back to the ADs to try and get rid of the mercy rule. What's your vote on this? Mercy rule, blowout, second half at the highest levels, AAA, AA. Are you for it or no, just let the clock stop, play it out as normal? Big uh, response and an over, uh, overwhelming response. 84% of the audience right now voting, we should have the mercy rule in AAA and AA. Shorten the game in blowouts. 84%. 16% say no mercy rule, take it out, play it out as normal. Well, that's interesting. So that's a, that's a huge difference. 84% of the audience here anyway says, you got to have the mercy rule in all levels, AAA, AA. But now it's going to go to the athletic directors. Are they going to vote it in? Are they going to keep it? Are they going to take it out? Keep an eye on that. The uh, AD meeting is in March. Okay, so we'll see how that rolls. Last thing on this today from the board of directors. Here's how high school football um, is changing. Some schools, I've discussed this on the show a lot, some programs really, really struggle with numbers. Some big schools struggle with numbers. Rapid City Central had 27 to 29 players on their varsity, depending on the time of the season. 27 to 29 players on Rapid City Central's varsity. Sioux Falls Jefferson had 30 players in their senior class at the same level. So here's what happened today at the meeting. There was a petition going around. It didn't involve Rapid City Central, but I, but I wonder if this is something that may impact Rapid City Central in the big picture down the road. It's a small co-op, Dakota Hills. Summit's in that. Okay, so Dakota Hills co-op, it's three schools. Three schools. They're playing 11-man, okay? They're not winning, and they're losing some players. Their athletic director was talking about it, and, and their superintendent sent a letter to the Activities Association board and said, hey, Dakota Hills Co-op, we're playing 11B. We got to go to nine-man because we don't have – we're not winning. We, we can't score. We can't do anything. Some of the players don't want maybe even play next year because their parents said, we don't want to play if we're going to play 11-man. So they petitioned to drop down to nine-man because of their lack of success. Lack of numbers, various reasons, but that's the big gist of it. And the board of directors today said, that's good with us. I'm not telling you that's right or wrong. Dakota Hills Co-op, I don't know much about it. Don't know the ins and outs, why kids aren't playing, are playing, why they've struggled so badly. Their numbers would tell you in their co-op that they should play 11B. Their school enrollment would tell you they should play 11B. They've struggled so bad winning and doing anything. They petitioned to go nine-man. They made that argument today. The board of directors said, all right, we'll have you play nine-man. My question is, why can't other schools say, we're struggling, we're really bad with numbers, we got to get some excitement in our program. What about Rapid City Central? 29 players on the roster? 
compared to some teams with 70 not winning, not going to the playoffs for years and years and years? Why can't Rapid City Central, if they wanted to, say we could petition down to 11 AA? Shouldn't the board consider that as they consider an 11-man co-op that is not winning, not good numbers, can't compete? They let them go to nine-man to compete. That should be the same across the board for teams like Rapid City Central in a program that needs some revival. They need some numbers. They need some success. It's not about giving up. It's about getting buy-in and getting your numbers up and starting to compete. Then the bigger school like Central can grow a bigger program. If the board of directors makes one exception here, they should be able to think about other exceptions there. I believe that. I don't know if it'll come to fruition, but it's a little bit of a, well, if you struggle, you can go down. It's not exactly how it's gone over the years, but it's they've done that a couple of times. Aberdeen Central, Watertown used to be AAA. Now they're AA. They struggled. They wanted to move down. I still believe it would help a team like Rapid City Central in a program get going. Jason Andera is in next from Sioux Falls. Midcoast Sports, his thought on that, next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. Before you buy, shop Gateway Autoplex. Are you looking to trade your vehicle and get ready for winter? Well, stop into the nicest pre-owned inventory of Fords, Lincolns, Dodges, Chevys, and save thousands. Hey, and Gateway's looking for some more inventory, so if you want to sell your car, truck, or SUV, stop on down for an offer today. So for the best car buying experience in Rapid City or the best credit rebuilder program, stop down to 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha. I'm Scott Hanna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Cloudy skies tonight with a low of 21. Winds out of the north, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 40 tomorrow, mainly clear skies. Mainly clear skies again tomorrow night, lows dip down to about 26. Dry with temperatures well above average Friday and Saturday and highs from the mid-50s to the upper 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 32. So at Black Hills Health and Wellness Center, we have four chiropractors in the clinic, and our big focus is working on the musculoskeletal health of patients. Being in business in 39 years and having done business with every single bank in the area, in the community, in the last two years, we have definitely realized how much we have been missing out with the extra go-the-distance service that Pioneer Bank and Trust is willing to provide you. Pioneer Bank and Trust is local. Pioneer Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. I got serious about staying fit just a couple of years ago. Now 5Ks, yoga, and smart nutrition are all part of my weekly routine. Part of my eating right plan? 
Country Hearth Breads. Natural breads with the whole grains and natural ingredients my body needs to perform at its best. Just a slice of toasted multigrain with peanut butter before a workout, and I'm ready to roll. Country Hearth is the easy choice because it's good for me and great tasting, too. Country Hearth Breads. Baking our best for you. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back into the Drive at 5 on a Wednesday, the Nate Brown Show Live. Drive at 5, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. Summit is the place, pre-owned vehicles. So the great selection, the Summit difference is car buying truly built around you, Stacy and Matt. They'll, they'll get you what you want, the financing the right way, the treatment. It's the Summit difference, summitautogrp.com. Start there on your phone, take a look on your next pre-owned vehicle search before you buy. Drop by SummitAutoGRP.com. Jason Andera tonight from Sioux Falls. Here we go. Prime time with Andera Midco. It's on Twitter. Andera Midco, Midco Sports High School Sports Analyst. Jason, good to have you on. How are you? I am doing great. Uh, this has been a long weekend. I got to go to Frisco, Saw that. Uh, Texas, to follow SDSU, so that was fun. Um, and then come back and do some high school basketball games last night. So it's my first night of kind of just taking a taking a deep breath. It's great. You are uh, taking a breather and appearing on the Nate Brown Show. No rest for the weary. Okay, I, I, I got a good segment for you. Uh, by the way, I want to go to this high school football situation here. Board of Directors Activities Association met today. A couple of things I took out of it. One is passing along this mercy rule situation in high school football to the athletic directors meeting in March. There is a mercy rule in AAA and AA right now. 35-point lead in the second half. It's a running clock. There were people that wanted to get rid of that, and so now it's going to go to the athletic directors to get rid of that. They, it's, the argument is, well, I, I don't get in my subs. I don't get in my freshmen, some of these guys that – should get some varsity action. Maybe they don't get enough action in, in JV or whatever. Uh, I asked my audience, mercy rule in the second half for AAA and AA, do you want it? 84% right now, Jason, say yes. But I wonder which way the ADs are going to go. And how do, you, uh, how do you see it? Well, that makes sense to me because as a fan – you know, you're not <laughs> you're not sticking around for a game like that. Uh, it does seem to make sense to have a mercy rule to get through the game quicker. Um, but for the coaches, uh, I can totally see why they want to do that and why the athletic directors want to do it. And and this is one of those things, like many things in high school rules, that it kind of ebbs and flows and it changes and and people are on both sides and it. It just depends which athletic directors you have in there making the decisions. And, um, you know, what did we all remember? What was it three years ago, four years ago, when uh, Pierre put up 100 points and everybody scrambled to put that rule in? And then, yes. Um, and now, you know, people realize, well, if you don't, if you do that, then you, you get a lot less playing time and uh, people are kind of come back the other direction. It's kind of like a little pendulum that swings back and forth. What do I think? I think, um, I mean, I, I really can see both sides of this. And, you know, as a broadcaster, as a media, as a fan of high school football, 
I, I'm with your your audience. I mean, I don't. I would like to see the games ended. I mean, yeah. I think they can get enough time on the field during their JV games and and uh, and, and make that work during practice. Yeah, I I go that way as well. Yeah, I think it's probably our perspective is okay. Kind of speed this game up. It's a 45 point lead. Um, yeah. One one part of this is some ads think the coaches. Some of them have good etiquette and they know how to not press on the gas and not pass and stuff like that. Some some say, nah, some coaching etiquette's missing. You know, the, one coach keeps their starters in and they're up by 50, and the other coach pulls his starters. What do you think? Are, are people on the same page? Is is that why the Mercer Rule also came into uh, effect, is some coaches just didn't handle it well? Well, once again, we're never going to get on the same page because, you know, every team is different, first of all. Every team is different in how much depth they have and do they want to get some work for their younger players? Can they afford to get, you know, have enough depth to give work to their younger players? Right. And some of them, they don't, you know, they don't trust to do that right away. So um, some of it maybe, you know, and maybe a mindset and etiquette like you, you call it, um, but a mindset that, you know, we're on the football field to compete. And, you know, I, who am I to say who's right and wrong in that? But yes, for sure, we've got a ton of different perspectives of what is the right thing to do in that situation and what is not. Um, and I see it all the time. Um, even at the toward the end of a O'Gorman Harrisburg game, we saw, you know, Harrisburg with the lead, and they kept the, you know, the foot down at the end and tried to score in their last drive when they were already up by three scores. So, um, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, there's too many perspectives on this one and and most of them you know have good reasons why they're doing it but uh i don't know i I don't have a strong opinion one way or another on this one it rubs the uh it rubs some fans the wrong way sometimes you know you're getting blasted you know the kids are out there and then people say somebody's gonna get hurt and i mean the whole thing one guy said today I, i didn't catch who it was he said well you know i used to coach and we were in a game we were down uh by a lot and the other team just took a knee, three straight, first down, second down, third down, and then they punted it. Well, that's and gave even it. worse. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's what I thought. That's what I thought. We said, well, they took a knee and they gave us the ball back. I don't think we want to see that either. No, I mean, I mean, you got two sides of the ball as well. <laughs> like, like that's not helping your defense at all. I mean, um, I I kind of go back to it's varsity sports. I think at at the varsity level, we you know we're not playing you know, sub varsity or, or lower grade or middle school football anymore. Um, you're out there to compete and competing. You learn lessons through competing. So um, for the most part, I'm okay with that. I mean, do what you believe is right and uh, deal with the ramifications. Jason and on tonight from Sioux Falls Mercy Roll vote. Uh, Going to go to the athletic directors in AAA, AA football. Will they get rid of the mercy rule, meaning they'll just play the game out as normal? Clock stoppage, uh, the whole thing in the second half, even in blowouts. There is a mercy rule now. The ADs might get rid of that in their vote coming up in March. Here's one, Jason, one more from the Board of Directors meeting. So this co-op, Dakota Hills, I don't know the ins and outs. I, I don't know, you know, the whole thing. There's three schools. They're 11B, and they they haven't won. They barely scored. Their numbers are down. They petitioned to go to nine-man. The board discussed it, and they let them do that today. I said, okay, that might be okay, but I wonder where that goes for even other teams, whether they're co-ops or not. 
I bring up Rapid City Central. 29 players on the team. On the whole varsity team, there's 29 players in the senior class at Jefferson. So Rapid City Central, no appearances in playoffs. We, we know the whole thing. Could they petition if they wanted to and say, well, we should go to 11 AA? They let Dakota Hills do that today. Yeah, and, I, and they've, they've had a history of letting teams petition down. Uh, but every time I've seen a team petition down, they or at least from 11-man to 9-man, they will not let them play postseason games. And I'm and not that's sure right. if that's That is right here. today, yes. They're not going to yeah, let them in yeah. the postseason this next year. So um, I am all for petitioning down. I mean, I think, I think uh, even more than your success factor of taking teams up, I think it's more important – to have teams to be able to rebuild and go down a class. I mean, really, Aberdeen Central is big enough to play with the 11 AAA if you if you go just by numbers. Right. Uh, they should be able to play with 11 AAA. They've gone down to 11 AA, and they've seen some, some benefit from that, just more kids going out and building up in the lower classes, being competitive, where they had a few seasons where they were close to winless. Um, I see nothing wrong with that. But there there comes a point where, you know, we're going to have a team petition down and then they're going to win and then people are going to get worried about that and excited <laughs> and, yeah, and maybe, all up in arms maybe. because they're too good. Um, so, man, these are, these are really tough questions, but I would much rather be able to see teams petition down than forcing teams to go up. It's interesting because the board has allowed a few of these. Um, the numbers say they should be in another class, but they're down. Watertown, Aberdeen Central. And here's one, Dakota Hills in an 11B co-op saying, we're just struggling. Um, we should go to nine-man. And, and they said, okay, we're going to allow that to happen today. I just wonder. I've thrown that around with Rapid City Central. I think that might be worth it because they, they really have struggled with numbers, success, and AAA. And I think it's going to be a tough road. We'll see if that ever uh, pops up, that storyline. Jason Andere on tonight. Really quick on the high school basketball front, I have Dave Hollenbeck on tonight. Next, St. Thomas Moore boys are undefeated. I look at Class A boys. I just saw some highlights, man. Del Rapids almost beat Sioux Falls Christian last night. Um, Dakota Valley just got by West Central. Class A boys. Um, how good's that going to be there? And the game I watched last night or broadcast on Midco Sports was Hamlin against uh, Sioux Valley, and they were tied at halftime, tied through three quarters. Uh, and then at the very end, Sioux Valley kind of pulled away, and they're the number two team. But, you know, Hamlin's got two losses already, but they can compete with those top teams as well. This is going to be a really fun class coming down the stretch. And another team we're not talking very much about is, is Rapid City Christian. This is a oh. really good team with some young players still undefeated, you know, they beat White River. They, they've beaten some good teams on their schedule, and they're not ranked yet. So um, we're going to have a lot of teams in the mix here, and there's going to be a couple surprises coming down the stretch as well as we see some of these really good coaches, you know, get their teams better by playing in a tough schedule. Um, just watching Hamlin last night, I, I'm, I was very impressed with a team like that. And, uh, yeah, we've got, a, we've got a lot of contenders in Class A this year. I think so. Class A boys, look at that. I mean, I was noticing here, it's like, man, I think there's a lot of good teams. Class A can do that sometimes, have a lot of wide-open uh, teams there. A lot of people thought, oh, it's Dakota Valley for sure, Sioux Falls Christian for sure. It, yeah, it's probably – but uh, they both had some tight ones last night. Good point on Rapid City Christian. They're getting set to play St. Thomas Moore. 
in a couple of weeks, couple of weeks, St. Thomas More Rapid City Christian Boys matchup. Jason Andera on tonight from Sioux Falls. Follow him on Twitter at Andera Midco. Jason, thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jason Andera in tonight from Midco Sports from Sioux Falls. Dave Hollenbeck's next. St. Thomas More head boys basketball coach. A breakdown of his season on the way. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Block. In 2023, First Gold Gaming Resort continues to be Deadwood's most rewarding gaming destination. Every Friday through Sunday, win your share of $8,600 in promo play through hot seat drawings. Don't miss the lucky $7,000 giveaway on Saturday nights, where we draw for $1,000 cash winners every hour from 5 till 11 p.m. And on Saturday, January 28th, it's the GOAT of all giveaways, the $18,000 Golden Cash Blast. First Gold Gaming Resort, it's where Deadwood begins and the winning never ends. Hi, this is Jeremy with Gary's Cakes and Donuts, inviting you to kickstart your morning by dropping by and grabbing some fresh donuts. I want to thank you for voting us the best in the Black Hills. We're up early making your favorite donuts, so stop by and bring some to the office. Everybody loves Gary's Cakes and Donuts, and we love you, so stop by, get a great selection, and brighten up your day. Serving Rapid City for over 40 years, Jerry's Cakes and Donuts at 109 East Omaha, and remember to like Jerry's on Facebook for some great giveaways. Listen to what your friends and neighbors are saying about Anytime Auto Sales service and detail. Steve Borkert, Rapid City. Been using Anytime Auto now for several years, actually. Heard uh, their ads on the radio and thought I'd try them out. Turns out that it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. Uh, came in for an oil change. Oil change was done easily and quickly. Uh, my son has had his oil changes done here also, but he also had shocks and struts put on. Great pricing, great work. Uh, had new tires put on, and i got to tell you, the tires are amazing. Uh, and the pricing here is as good, if not better, than any place you're going to find in Rapid City. And again, everybody is very friendly and, and courteous and is above and beyond. We'll never take our vehicles anyplace else but Anytime Auto Sales. There you have it. For the best in automotive sales and service, see Anytime Auto Sales service and detail. Corner of Highway 79 in East Minnesota. Anytime Auto Sales. All right, Rapid City. One of my favorite places is Poor 54 downtown. If you're looking for the best place to have a cold one with friends, maybe date night with your wife, or just go and watch the big game with some buddies in their great sports area upstairs, Poor 54 has it all. Plus, 54 taps of beer from local and regional breweries, and it's self-serve. You don't have to wait around. You can get what you want right away. And the food's out of this world. I love the Detroit-style pan pizzas. Check out Poor 54. You'll love it. Downtown Main street live from the anytime auto sales service and details studio sales service and recreation this is fox sports rapid city
Uh, here we are on a Wednesday, the Nate Brown Show live, South Dakota Sports Talk Show from the pros to high school. We got you covered here tonight. The Nate Brown Show podcast has all of our guests from Brian No, Fox Sports Radio NFL analyst to Jason Andera. We talked high school hoops, a little high school football with Jason Andera from Midco Sports. Went down to Tampa tonight. Pat Donovan previewed Bucks Cowboys Monday night. What do you say there? I'm still a little shaky on that one. A little shaky. The Bucks going to win that? I don't know. Uh, Cowboys are better. It's going to be Choke City Monday night. Good stuff on the Nate Brown Show podcast. The show will go up tonight. You can listen when you can. Dave Holland back on. Cavalier Report. St. Thomas More Boys Basketball. 8-0. Get set for Custer tomorrow. Coach Holland back, back on Fox Sports Rapid City. Coach, good to have you. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, Nate. Let me ask you about your team here. Eight and zero, so you got to be happy with it. Um, I'll get into what you're what you're most happy with with the eight and zero start with this makeup. Well, you know, I think we're uh, adjusting to each other. We, we've got a few new uh, faces and and uh, some guys that ha- haven't had any varsity minutes to speak of. So. We're, we're playing pretty good together right now. You know, the question is, can we take another step so we can be prepared for some of those top teams that you and Jason were just talking about a minute ago? Okay, I'll ask you about some of those teams in A. I think it's, um, you know, some of these teams I was looking, okay, you're going to have Dakota Valley and Sioux Falls Christian. They both had some tough games, for example, just last night. You've seen Class A a lot. What do you see? Is it top-heavy or is there some parity here? Uh, you know, there, there's there's some parity, but I mean, th- th- those teams at the top are are consistently solid. But as you guys pointed out, there, there were some close games last night, uh, all the way down through the ranks. And uh, you know, if you look at the top 16, as what as coaches do with the Sweet 16, you're you're looking for a way to get to the tournament. Those top 16 teams, there's not an easy game out there. I want to so, ask you. I want to ask you about um, your schedule so far. You beat some good teams over in Wyoming. Uh, those, those were great wins. You beat Aberdeen Central, double-A win out the Pentagon Classic, and then you've taken care of business here, Black Hills Conference. I look at um, your offensive output. Your son scoring at high levels, 30, 32. When you look at his offensive output this year, where's his game advanced the most? Well, he's shooting the ball pretty good right now, and and uh, you know he's uh, understanding space. You know he's getting himself uh, in a position where he can create a little space to get a shot off. So, um, and I think the, probably one of the bigger things he's been able to get to the rim. You know, people are going to guard him at the three point line, so he, he's got to get into the paint uh, and make plays, whether it's a pass or or finish at the rim. Is there any thought from you, Coach? I know you've had some great offensive players and shooters over the years. Is there any thought, hey, are, are we getting, are we relying too much on one guy? Can that happen? Oh, definitely. You know, and, and we're working on uh, trying to get some more guys involved and uh, because we're going to need them down the stretch. Yeah. You know, you just never know if a guy has a night off or, or what happens, but um, we, we've got to get more guys involved. St. Thomas Moore's 8-0 head coach for the Cavaliers, Dave Hollenbeck on. They got Custer tomorrow. I look at your schedule down the road. When you look at the uh, Black Hills Conference, there's one team that's standing out. They're coming along. What do you see out at Rapid City Christian? You play them in a couple of weeks. 
Yeah, they're uh, having a really good year. You know, they uh, started the year with some young kids and and uh, some sophomores, and they they've really uh, uh, developed and matured, and and uh, they're they're playing like seniors right now. You know, they're uh, they're doing a good job down there, and and uh, you know they're undefeated and winning ball games. So. Um, you know, I, I think uh, it's going to set itself up for a, a good ball game, hopefully, here in a couple weeks. I know that, and we'll discuss it more, but I wanted to get your perspective early, saying St. Thomas More has been the team to beat. You still are. How does this team embrace the the target on your back? Uh, you know, we, we, we know that uh, from the amount of time we put in in the summers and the off season, and we see a lot of teams from East River uh, year-round, and we, we never get an easy game from anybody. And then out here, uh, you know, teams are gunning for us. So um, it's just, it's a daily uh, routine for us. We, we know we're, we got a target on our back and, and uh, we, we just have to accept that and, and get better. Dave Holland back on St. Thomas Moore's 8-0. Defensively, you're still holding teams down. What's the best part of this team defensively? You, you have to have team defense. What's the best part of that? Athletically here, what do these guys do? Well, you know, we're, we're shutting down the driving lanes uh, fairly decent. Uh, we're getting out on some shooters. Uh, you know, I think we need we can improve on the on the glass a little more, so hopefully we can get better there. But, uh, you know, they've been working hard in the weight room. I think we're getting stronger as the season progresses, so um, I'm hoping we can be better on the boards. Dave Holland back on tonight, giving us a Cavalier report with St. Thomas Moore, 8-0, Custer tomorrow, and then a, a stretch here with Lee Douglas Spearfish and Rapid City Christian in a couple of weeks. Coach, always good to talk hoops. Thanks for the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. St. Thomas Moore coach Dave Holland back tonight on the Nate Brown Show. Cavalier basketball, 8-0. Did you see that one coming? Only two starters back from last year. Only two starters back. And uh, they've been salty. They've been salty. Aberdeen Central beat them by 10. Double-A team out there in Sioux Falls. Everybody kind of forgot about that. And uh, they beat those teams in Wyoming. They beat Thunder Base in Wyoming, which has been a solid program over there by 18. So Rapid City Christian's a team that's, you know, look at them. They just beat Sturgis. We had those games last night. We're going to have Rapid City Christian St. Thomas Moore in a couple of weeks here on Fox Sports Rapid City. That might be a showdown. That might be a showdown. I started seeing that last year when, when STM went out to Rapid City Christian last year. Kind of a close game. The Cavalier boys were really good last year, and I thought, eh, look, look out here. And now Rapid City Christian boys undefeated. St. Thomas Moore undefeated. That might be one of the uh, biggies uh, that we haven't seen in quite some time out here, West River. Coming right back on the Nate Brown Show, wrapping it up with who's hot and who's not. It's an NBA headline. Are you going to believe this? Are you going to stick around for this? An NBA headline from last night that I didn't believe would ever happen again. And it's the first time it's happened in 1982, since 1982. Fundamental basketball in the NBA? Next. You're listening to the Nate Brown Show. 
Great news from Dale's Tire and Retreading. We are now part of the Pops Tire Service Network. Same two locations, new name. Pops Tire is committed to the same great service that Dale's has provided Rapid City. Pops is one of the largest commercial tire and retread dealers in the country. Whatever your tire choice, make Pops your choice. We welcome this opportunity to support and grow with the Dale's Tire customers. Visit your local Pops for all your auto, light truck, commercial, and farm tire needs. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Cloudy skies tonight with a low of 21. Winds out of the north, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Highs level off around 40 tomorrow, mainly clear skies. Mainly clear skies again tomorrow night. Lows dip down to about 26. Dry with temperatures well above average Friday and Saturday and highs from the mid-50s to the upper 50s. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 32. For all your office, shop, and storage needs, contact Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. Quality, affordable, reliable. For the best rate, best facility, and best customer service, it's Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. There really is nothing better on the west side of Rapid City. Call 605-721-9777. Quality Commercial Properties, LLC, at Samco Business Plaza. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, all right, let's wrap it up on a Wednesday. We're back tomorrow at 4 on the Nate Brown Show. John Stigemeyer joins us live tomorrow. Talking South Dakota State National Championship. And what's the future for Coach Stig? Okay, Coach, visit with your wife tonight. So then you'll have an answer if you're going to come back for year 27 tomorrow. I'll ask him tomorrow. John Stigemeyer coming on South Dakota State and more. Who's Hot and Who's Not brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. Kids night tonight. One child 12 and under eats free for every regular priced adult. The Pizza Ranch Buffet tonight, Wednesday. The buffet is open till 8. Okay, I got to go. Who's hot and who's not before we get out the door in my who's hot category? Let's go to the NBA. A record sent last night. The Miami Heat bringing fundamentals back to the NBA. You guys should love this. All the old school guys, you guys should love this. The Miami Heat set a new NBA record. They went 40 for 40 at the free throw line. 40 for 40. At the free throw line last night. That just beat the old record of the Utah Jazz. They went 39 for 39 back in the good old days, 1982. 1982. Is it insane that an NBA team hasn't went 40 for 40 at the free throw line? I mean, these guys are pros. You got to make them. My fourth graders make them. Yeah, sometimes. You got to make them 40 for 40 at the foul line. How about that? Miami Heat, new NBA record, 40 for 40 at the free throw line. There you go. In our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, it's this. The final college football coaches poll is out, and it gave us all the coaches and who they ranked number two. They all ranked Georgia number one. Okay, good, good, good. Some coaches ranked other schools number two. Who ranked Alabama number two? They weren't even in the final four. But who ranked Alabama number two in my who's not tonight? Alabama head coach Nick Saban 
and UTEP head coach Dana Dimmel. <laughs> Dana, what are you doing? You're the only guy. You and Nick Saban. That's it. Alabama wasn't in the final four. They're good, but come on. And we're back tomorrow at 4. Thanks for listening to the Nate Brown Show, the podcast going up right now, and the Odd Couple's next.